For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the 12thManRising.com podcast with Lee Vell and Kevin Daggett. I am Lee, and that's Kevin, and we are produced and engineered, as always, by Rob Still of Coil Entertainment. I think Rob wants to ask a question to start I, the show I have tonight. to jump in. I know I haven't been on the show. I'm just, you know, behind the curtain and stuff. But I have to ask you guys a question. How the hell did you lose to the Chargers last week? <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I mean, my, my disowned team, because it used to be in San Diego, and after they left, I couldn't care less about them. I knew you guys would win. I didn't even bother looking at it until Sunday night. Scores came up. How bad did Sa- Sa- San Diego won, even though they're in L.A.? <laughs> Chargers are a good team. They won it. I mean, But outright, this is I mean, Seattle. How did... Yeah, I, eh, not, not the Seattle that, that our older brothers knew, I guess, ah. is, Oh, okay. Man, Seattle was coming in like a freight train the last two weeks. I, what I I think I had it what thirty one to ten. It was just about the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, it felt that way, but it actually ended up being really close. At, at yeah. The end. I um, just thought I'd ask if you need anything. I'll be behind this curtain. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I wish I knew, Rob. That's that's all my answer. I don't understand it either. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, the Wizard of Oz is uh, Rob Still. Um, so anyway, as as Rob pointed out, the Seahawks painfully. The Seahawks lost to the Chargers. Russell Wilson had a bad game. He just had a bad game. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. He had a bad game. He he's made a couple of really bad third down throws that could have been conversions. Should have been conversions. One may have gone for a touchdown to Jerome Brown. He had that horrible interception. I mean, it was like you saw the Bears interception. Twelves may have seen the Bears interception that got run back for a touchdown. Well, it's funny because. I think uh, Russell Wilson has thrown two interceptions this year. Is that right? And they're both yeah. for touchdowns. So every it's, it's weird. Um, and then he took two really bad sacks. Russell Wilson was not the reason that they lost the game because it's a team sport, but he was a big reason they lost the game. Wasn't it? Uh, it was, yeah, it was. He, he was just out of sorts. I mean, the, I think the offensive line, the offensive line was not horrible. And which is usually, the problem but he wasn't it, I, I don't know if it was good coverage on the by the defense the, the receivers weren't open he couldn't find them his like he said his throws were off um i think what they say he's only had what three pick sixes in his career and mm-hmm. something like that but yeah that was horrible and it would it, it's almost like almost every aspect of the of the team just fell apart this weekend um just short short of the offensive line like i said but it was it was a bad performance i thought yeah and then still you know at the end of the game they had a chance to if they'd scored the touchdown which you know they were a foot away from scoring the touchdown and then gone for the two-point conversion and made that they could have tied it and sent it to overtime because this is a seattle football team this this felt like like you kind of pointed out a second ago, it felt like thirty-one to ten, but it wasn't. It wasn't even that 
far apart. It just felt that way. And I mean, and I, I'll ask you this. So, the, you know, there's a lot of talk on 710 ESPN Seattle, a lot of people calling in and, and, and the host talking about David Moore's uh, drop. To me, because it got tipped where it got tipped, I know he's an NFL receiver, but it wasn't like it got tipped 10 yards from him. It got tipped right in front of him. That's hard yeah. to make that that especially when he's not just standing there. I mean, he's going for the ball. It's it's hard to transition from there's the ball. He didn't just drop it. It got tipped and that affected it, didn't it? It's huge. I mean, and that's why one of the big I, I obviously I'm not a NFL wide receiver, but I played wide receiver and and it's you do the concentration drills constantly become for that reason because things get tipped and you know, they're concentrating on catching the ball, but you can't catch every one of those and it's it um it's real in real time you know it's a whole different story than slow motion and you know we weren't there but yeah those are those are hard to catch and you know some he's made some miraculous catches too the week before boy those they were catching everything and so i think we might have a little uh little more expectations that well maybe that's the way they're going to do it but yeah that was that was a tough one. Yeah, we had the explosive plays. We only Doug Baldwin had one over 40 yards. The next uh, longest catch was, I think, 11 or 12. Um, so Tyler Lockett, I mean, they, they made an effort to kind of not allow him anything deep. But again, if Russell Wilson connects with Jerron Brown like he should have, a, an open, a wide open Brown, then just misses him, that that's a big game, if not a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, this whole game. And, and we shouldn't dismiss the fact that the team changes when Chris Carson goes out of the game and can no longer eight, eight rushes, 40 yards. That first drive was a great drive. Mike Davis, who, you know, he was on seven ten ESPN Seattle today. He's fun to listen to. He's a good running back, but he's not Chris Carson. It just changes the physicality of the football team. Doesn't it? Yeah. He's just, such, Carson's just such a hard North and South runner and, and, I mean, I like Davis. Davis is a good, solid, solid uh, smash mouth guy. But yeah, he's not Chris Carson. Um, I'm, I'm glad we have Davis because I, I, uh, who knows where we'd be without him. But um, and he's he's earning his money. But yeah, Carson Carson's the guy. Yeah, he is, and he, and there's a chance he may not play this week against the Rams. And. And DJ Fluker, who who also had to go out with a lower leg calf injury, um, missed most of the second half. Um, he he was out uh, of the game. Bradley McDougald missed all of but one snap in the second half. I mean, those those are three huge guys this year. It's amazing that they were able to come back and uh, and make it as close as they were without those three guys. And I guess you know we'll get into positives in a minute. But if you're facing the Rams on the road, Carson is going to be important. I hate to say this because it's the NFL and you're not – the Seahawks are not throwing the game. But if you were Pete Carroll and you had any doubts that Chris Carson could play fully and, and if, he, you know, if he did play, if it affect, if would affect the rest of the season, would you just rest Carson this week? I, I probably. I, I mean, I don't want to – <laughs> like you said, it is the Rams. I mean, at home, or it's uh, I have I have no hope of that game, you know, being a W for the Seahawks. But you know, like any any given Sunday, I guess is the 
was the movie, right? But um, right. it's, uh, yeah, and I guess I saw something just a few minutes ago. One of my buddies texted me, CJ Procise, he's ready to play. He's dying to play. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay, finally. But do we, do you want him to play? I mean, what, what's been going on with the guy? He'll Jeez. play for a couple of snaps. Yeah, and then go Before he gets hurt. get on the oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike Davis, um, you know, and uh, Rashad Penny, who hasn't been that effective, but he is playing. It's not like he's hurt. Um, they tried to get him involved, I think, in the past game, early earlier in the game, and you know, he ended up having that one run where they I thought it was a well designed play where they kind of spread him out and had him run wide. On the flip from Wilson, he gained nine yards. After that, he gained what two yards on three more carries. He's he's just not. I mean, he might be a fine NFL running back. I'm definitely not ready to give up on him. But at the same time, he's not ready to start in the NFL. I mean, Mike Davis would be the starter. Um, JD McKissick, if he's if when he's able to return, I mean, obviously CJ Prosides. Hey, you know the uh, Seahawks re-signed to their practice squad Troy Main Pope, who hasn't played an NFL game in 2016, but he was a fan favorite. Maybe he'll come in and you know, maybe he'll be a, a late addition to the active roster. And he'll come in and, and run the ball five times for like 25 yards. What does Penny weigh now? I, you know, it's it's hard to get a read on that, right? Because they talk about, oh, he's this and then he's this and then he's this. I, I think he's big enough. I just think the speed of the game is something he's he played at San Diego State and then transitioning to the NFL and all those yards he gained at San Diego State against yeah, fairly bad defenses. He, he's a he has extreme athleticism. I'm not doubting that. Um, I just don't think he's ready, physically ready to play the game or mentally ready because he's not used to the speed of the game. Um, of course, Chris Carson. You know, I don't I don't know. He basically runs the same way it did at Oklahoma State. It's just Oklahoma State didn't use him that much for what he did. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, obviously, if Chris Carson or he's turned out to be the running back that no other NFL team thought he would be, or he would have gone in the first or second round of the draft because that's how good he is. So you know, it's it's hard to get a read on running backs. The Chargers, of course, speaking of running backs, gained seven point three yards per rush on on Sunday. I think that was probably my most disappointing aspect to me of the game because. They just, I mean, they gashed the line, they gashed the linebackers, and the Seattle's been pretty good on in run defense. I was kind of surprised. Do you think they just focused so much on what, uh, you know, Philip Rivers was going to do in the short passing game that they kind of took their focus off of what seemed to be a banged-up Melvin Gordon coming into the game? That's what I was just going to say. Wasn't Melvin Gordon supposed to be banged up and possibly not playing, and then he just runs all over him? I mean, that's what the... I don't get it. I mean, it it just it's just boggles my mind how you can play so well for well you you, may, you play you play crappy the first part of the season, then you just play then you start playing so well, and then all of a sudden the whole everything just falls apart. It's like, well, wait a minute, what? And you know, there's a couple injuries and things, but I, I don't. I mean, there wasn't much pass rush. The linebacker. I mean. KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner, they had, or, or Bobby Wagner, at least he had a, he had a, you know, a couple of good plays, but yeah, I don't know what the hell happened there. It was crazy. <laughs> well, I, I, and they did really good in, in, you know, pass coverage and Bobby Wagner had 13 tackles, but it was almost like whatever the, the scheme, the scheme was going into the game, 
it's like they weren't prepared for it because the the Chargers had the the 94-yard drive, 83-yard drive, and they were making it look easy. And then as it turns out, they didn't score at all in the second half, which was weird as easy as it was for them to move it in the first half. So I kind of, I'm not saying the game was rigged. I'm not saying anything close to that. But I think we do need to kind of talk about how bad, it was fucking shitty bad. Yeah. The officiating was in that game. I mean, it was atrocious. Yep. The 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 guy for the Chargers stepped out of bounds. There was no doubt; half his foot was out of bounds. I'm not again. I'm not saying that's why they won the game. Seattle didn't play well enough to win the game, but you had those two penalties on what Fluker and was it Britt was the other one or Sweezy, where they had the unnecessary roughness at the end of the. If if a 380 pound man wants to hit you at the end, you're not going to just you're going to get hit. Those calls were weird. And then you had the 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 call against uh, you know that that didn't end up being reversed, which was called a touchdown, which was out of bounds. To me, there was enough that happened in that game where I'm thinking, you know, if I'm uh, new to the NFL, I'm thinking this is a lot like wrestling as far as how it's contrived. <laughs> yeah, and that was a home game for the Seahawks too. Yes. I mean, usually you get a little home cooking, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there were just so many calls that went. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, it wasn't just Seattle. I mean, some of them went against the Chargers, but it was just like, are they were they still pissed about that overturn call the week before for more? Because it was just, it didn't. Some of those calls were just atrocious that you shouldn't yeah. call. And it was just, I don't know. But uh, anyway, there were some positives. Uh, the defense, like I said, didn't give up any points in the second half. Um, and Delano Hill came in. He actually, you know, he wasn't horrible. In, re- in place of Bradley McDougald. And Frank Clark, Jaron Reed had a, a sack again because they're the only two who can really get pressure on the opposing quarterback this year. Um, and then what do you got to say? Michael Dixon. So uh, Michael Dixon was phenomenal again, six punts of uh, net average of 50 yards per punt. And, uh, you know, he had four down inside the 20 yard line of the Chargers. I got to be thinking though they're trying that onside kick that ended up failing with Janikowski. There was that which game was it earlier in the year where they had Michael Dixon literally yeah, you know, kick was, off a million yeah, times? How would you not do it in that situation? Yeah, because Dixon would go get it himself. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, exactly. Or he'd be able to. He'd be if it's. I mean, it's an onside kick, so you're trying to kick it short anyway. He would at least be able to kick it. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. Plus, in that situation with those timeouts, all the timeouts left, why would you not have Dixon kick it high in the air? And then if it goes to the 20, at least the Chargers have it on. It just didn't make any sense. It was a weird. I mean, why waste all those kicks earlier in the season when you're thinking about maybe setting it up for this kind of situation later in the year and then not use it? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, Bruce Irvin. Uh, he won't be coming to Seattle. He signed with the Falcons. Any thoughts on that? Uh, it makes sense. I mean, going back to his old defensive coordinator, but I, I don't. I wish, sure, wish he would, uh, you know, put that Hawks helmet back on again. But I mean, he's a he's a good player. I'm, why did he get released anyway? Do you know? Well, the Raiders try to release all the good players. Basically, um, is what they do. So they got rid of uh, that awful player, Khalil Mack. You know, earlier yeah. for nothing. I think they're trying to pick up. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to create as much cap space, although this is his final year. So I really have no idea. I don't have a good answer to that. But I know that they're trying to get rid of certain players to clear a whole bunch of cap 
base, hopefully bring people in because, of course, John Gruden, as we all know, thinks everybody wants to come to Oakland to play. And then they, uh, they're stocking up all those first-round picks. Maybe two or three or four years from now, they'll be decent. But, you know, he's sitting them back like two years at this point. I don't know what the urban thing is. He's signed. He's not horrible. He's not. I don't think he's a team cancer. He never has been that. So I'm not sure why they released him. No, I would have liked to have seen him on the Seahawks, but I, you know, it makes sense. He went to Atlanta, but yeah, I, I guess he's from Atlanta, which I didn't know. Oh, is he? I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's what he was two saying. Good, that. Two good reasons to go down there. Yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to go back to his uh, hometown. He wanted to play in his hometown, which, I again, he played at West Virginia, so I didn't know he was from Atlanta. And then it makes sense to go back to his old D.C. as well. Um, of course, he could have gone to Ken Norton Jr. in Seattle, but, you know, if, if it's really his hometown, that's where he wants to play, especially since if he does well enough this season, he's going to set him up for a contract next year and, you know, whatever. Maybe he feels like the Falcons have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Seahawks do, especially after the way the Falcons played this past Sunday. Maybe they do. Um, and I got it's way off Seahawks, but I got to feel bad for the Redskins in a way because they lost three huge players in that blowout loss to the Falcons. Uh, so the Redskins are season is done. Um, yeah, both both Grudens are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm about that. That's right. <laughs> Falling off the rails. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, we have the Rams game coming up uh, this this week. Um, the Rams lost for the first time in 2018. They lost to the Saints. Um, of course, we're watching the Seahawks play. And then I did turn it over you know, after the Seahawks game ended and watched Drew Brees throw this perfect pass to Michael Thomas for a touchdown. Um, I, I kind of kept track of the score, so I knew that the Rams had scored 21 straight points. To, I guess they tied it up. Um Extra motivation for the Rams, obviously, because now the Saints and the Rams both have one loss. The Saints would have home field advantage, so the Rams don't want to lose again. Those teams, they just looked a lot better than the Seahawks, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And I don't, I don't know how. I talk with my wife. It's like, how did the Saints all of a sudden get great? You know, what what happened? I don't know. But yeah, that I was. Which I Jones helped were, him. Butch Jones was like, I'm resting this guy his whole college career so he can be a great pro. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, yeah, he's I, that Kamara is something else. He is um, he is a player. I mean, Breeze, he's getting old, but he's still a still a rock star. But, yeah, I don't know. The ramp, it's not going to be good for the uh, Seahawks come Sunday that the Saints beating them last week. Yeah, and, and I'll say this, uh, as I always say it, and you know, sometimes people give me feedback and sometimes they don't. If you took Drew Brees, put him on those Patriots teams, he has as many Super Bowl rings, if not more, than Tom Brady does. He's a great yep. quarterback. Yep. He just doesn't have the same team. He never has had the same team. He's got a really good offensive coach and his head coach, but you put him in that New England system, I think he probably has more Super Bowl rings than Brady because I think there's a couple games he doesn't lose. Yeah, Belich- I mean the way Belichick picks up players and puts people to play, puts players together, and and designs the the te- structures the team around the players. That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's he's a genius. Hate to say it, but yeah, yeah, he is, and uh, you know it makes you wonder how long he'll be coaching because he and Carroll are you know right there together as one and two oldest coaches in football, and neither one of them seems to be 
quote unquote old. I mean, I can see Carroll coaching for several more years if he wanted to. He's in better shape than I am, for instance. Yeah. Um, so we, I, we both think the Rams are going to win. I don't think we think it's going to be close. It's going to be four and five. I already got that in my head because I'm afraid I'm going to write an article that says the the Seahawks are four and five, but they're not. They're four and four. But I feel like they're already four and five, which is sad. Um, and maybe they'll come out and they'll win. And I have an egg on my face, which is totally fine. But so the biggest needs for this, I'm not talking about players that they need to sign. Um, this offseason, like Frank Clark, needs to be re-signed in Seattle. I think. Um, but if you were drafting, if you were John Schneider and you're drafting for the Seahawks, what are your two biggest needs going into the draft? I'd say you probably need another solid pass rusher. Uh, and, you know, depending on – I mean, I think the offense – I think the offensive line is is shaping up pretty good. I mean, if you know, if we can, if we can stay healthy there um, – I think you know the offense isn't that, but maybe another another safety, um, a good solid solid safety back there. Um, you know, those defensive backs are young. A lot of them are stepping up, but I think there's still there's still an opportunity for somebody to come in there and just and you know really really take it over and be the guy. So I'd probably say a pass rusher and a, uh, uh, a safety. Would you draft a quarterback like? mid-round quarterback i probably would because i don't i really don't think that they're going to be able to afford russell wilson i don't you know the money that russell wilson's going to be demanding and i'm you know may get crucified for saying this but i don't think he's going to be worth that kind of money i mean i i really don't he's not um he's i just don't know that he's um well, you know, one of the, the, the elitist quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he's, especially last week, I mean, he was not even close. And I don't know what that was, but um, I just don't know that they're going to be able to to spend that much money on him and, and put a good team around him. You know, I guess that's more of it. It's, it's pay him and put a good team, the rest of the team on the field that's going to compete. I don't know that that's possible. So, yeah. No, it's true because I think you, you think about like Aaron Rodgers and quarterbacks like that, and you and, and no disrespect to Russell Wilson, I think he is a great quarterback, but I'm not sure when you think about the Packers, you think about Aaron Rodgers, and you think if Aaron Rodgers is on the field because it's been proven, if he's healthy and on the field, the Packers have a chance to win every game, no matter who they're playing, and enough to get to the playoffs. I'm not sure you really feel the same way about Russell Wilson. I mean, if he's on the field, he's always on the field, and he's always at least healthy enough to be on the field and be be good. But just him being on the field, I don't know if that gives the Seahawks a chance to win. I don't I don't think they'll win against the Rams. Whereas when the Packers play the Rams, you know, it's like if Aaron Rodgers is playing, I think they have an uh, outside chance to win the yep. game just because of Aaron Rodgers. I don't think you feel that way about Russell Wilson. I, I mean, yeah. I don't. And I, I think he's a great either. quarterback. I think he's very good in Seattle. I think he's good for the city of Seattle. He's just not Aaron Rodgers. Of course, maybe I'm comparing apples and oranges because I'm comparing a quarterback to Aaron Rodgers who may be the best quarterback in the NFL. So maybe that's not fair. But anyway. Um, well, but it's a, it's a fair comparison because he's going to sure be wanting money as the best quarterback true. in the NFL. So yeah, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to want that money, you're going to be compared to that. So that's that's a fair comparison, though, I think. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, he's going to want 30 million dollars, I'm assuming. 
because that's going to be the going rate by the time he signs. So he's he's a better quarterback than you know probably five sixths of the league. But you know there's still those quarterbacks that are above him that are worth more money than he is. And uh, you know again Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh, um, Tom Brady, for instance, um, Brock Osweiler. No, I'm joking about that. But, um, Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Sam Darnold. Yeah. Wow, they've fallen off a cliff, haven't they? Uh, oh, we got high hopes. No, you suck. You still suck. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's our show. We both think the Rams are going to win fairly easily. But Kevin, as always, you have the last two words. Go Hawks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.